Hey Solomon, this is J. Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, no commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a, book a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Because we ended up in the family court system, I have only been able to see my daughter two times in the past three years. Tired, weary, frustrated. What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Mom's Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, Join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life, it's hard to keep your head above the water. So win this fight. My guest today is Cassandra Spencer. She's an author and a solo mom. Welcome, Cassandra. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. Okay, so today I want to talk to you about uh, your life as a solo mom, but also we could address your book. And so my first question is, how did you become a solo mom? So, you know, as a very young teenager, impulsive, you know, like many young people, Mm -hmm. I decided to get married to someone who I had known for two weeks. Um, Not the smartest decision, but, you know, I did that. And uh, I was a young army wife. And so I found myself pregnant within a year. Very kind of typical story on a military base. I'm sure many women can relate to this. And um, so we had a daughter and, and, and shocking that marriage did not work out. By 22, I found myself being a single mother full time in a full time college student uh, while I was in Army ROTC, uh, raising my daughter on my own in Alabama. Okay. Oh, so quite a complicated story. And some of those two-week marriages work, but unfortunately, (laughs) you know, yours didn't. And so what happened? You're a solo mom and you, how old is your daughter now? Uh, My daughter is 14. She will be 14 in June. So you have a teenager. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so what has been your biggest struggle as a solo mom? My biggest struggle as a solo mom has definitely been um, trying to juggle like career and being a positive role model as far as, you know, really pushing forward and um, persevering through those tough circumstances mm-hmm. while also trying to balance being a mother, you know, mm-hmm. being that nurturing influence and not being able to be as present as I would like to be sometimes because it is just me. You know, I have to be the sole breadwinner and I also have to be the role model to try and show my daughter that even if you do have setbacks in life, you can still achieve great things. You know, I went on to become an army officer and a journalist and, you know, I've always kind of taken that very seriously that whether, and I I, I write about this in the book that becoming pregnant was a big wake up call for me that whether I liked it or not, I was going to be someone's role model. And I took that very seriously. Okay. All right. So, but you, you were doing a lot too, going to school and, Mm -hmm. you know, being in the army. So tell me, I, I, you have a book um, that I would like for you to say why you wrote that book and one and number two, what has been the impact of you writing that book on your family? So the reason, unfortunately, my family, we ended up in the family court system and uh, family court reform is an issue I am deeply passionate about because I, I feel that the current system does not help, you know, solo moms. It does not help uh, the fathers in this situation, not helping the children. The current situation almost creates and encourages this adversarial type situation. Whereas, you know, just because a marriage didn't work out, that that means that the parents should still try, you know, unless of course there's Obviously, if there's abuse, things like that, that's a little different. But barring those situations, they should be trying to do the best they can to provide both influences for that child. And so I wrote this book because we ended up in the family court system. I have only been able to see my daughter two times in the past three years. Uh, despite, you know, no history of abuse or neglect, not not even an accusation, let alone anything proven, uh, no history with drugs or alcohol, no criminal history, you know, generally considered a successful person. But because of a family court system, and she's not even living with her father, she's living with my father in rural Virginia, which I don't live there and neither does her father. And so when kids end up in the system, really tragic things like my situation can happen. And because of that, I wanted to write this book because I know that my daughter is told all sorts of things about her mother. And so I wanted to have a published document of what was going on during those years that she and I were apart so that someday, you know, when she hopefully inevitably seeks me out as an adult, I can show her and I can be like, listen, I said, this is this isn't me just making up a story. I said, I I wrote a whole book about this and how much I fought for you to try to get you back. And and how I did everything that I possibly could to try and make the situation better. So that was what really inspired me to write my book was my daughter and wanting her to be able to know my story so that um, when she became a young woman and a young adult, she could maybe learn from the lessons, learn from some of the mistakes I made as well as be proud of the person that her mother really was and not necessarily believe the narrative um, she was told by other people of who I am. Yes. And, and it really doesn't matter what people tell your children. Your children always going to seek you out and wonder, do you love me or did you love me? And that, that's, that's the main focus of children, no matter what you tell them. 
right? Right. So I would I would encourage you to take heart. So you really have no connection with her now? Um, like, for instance, just recently we had Mother's Day. I got an email from um, my father saying that my daughter said to have a happy Mother's Day. Wow. Like, I, I didn't even get so much as a phone call. Right. Um, you know, and it's like... It, when I, I talk about my time as being a journalist and traveling around the country, I would always make a point every city I was in, I would write to her these postcards and, and cards and, you know, write to her about what was going on. In fact, a lot of the journaling and the writing I did is what became the book because it became this like ongoing document of what was going on in my life. But I knew that if I sent these letters to her, that they would probably just end up in the trash. And so I decided at a certain point that I'm just going to hold on to these. They're all dated right. and everything. And I, I'm just going to hold on to them until she's old enough so that she can see that I never stopped loving her. I never stopped fighting for her. And um, I, I want her to know that she was always loved. Right. Um, it was never a question of that. Oh, good. So you're... you're- I like that idea of documenting your journey so mm-hmm. um, she could know after the fact that, you know, what was happening with you. Wow. That's a hard place to be, um, not to mm-hmm. to want to be with your, ch- your child and can't be with them. Now, what can you tell another mom going through the court system? What advice could you give to another mom that would help have as much struggle as you're having one or to prepare themselves if they will end up losing their child? I would say um, anyone who's going into the court system, document everything, document everything, keep a running log, you know, obviously video and audio recordings are best, but even just writing everything down that happens so that when you are prepared to go into court, you can tell, you can show the courts because like I said, our current family court system, unfortunately fosters a system where it tries to pit, um, you know, divorced parents, or even if, you know, they were never married, it, it puts them in an adversarial position. And I know that that's what happened with my ex-husband and I, my do, I don't hold any personal animosity towards him. Like even with everything that's gone on, you know, we were both very young when we got married and, you know, I don't hold anything against him. What gosh, we were divorced, you know, over a decade ago. It'd be silly if I was still holding on to that. Right. But the family court system you know, it kind of makes it a winner-take-all scenario. Mm -hmm. And so it encourages very toxic behavior. And that's why I'm extremely passionate. I've been down at the Texas Capitol advocating for family court reform um, because I I don't think it helps moms, dads, and most importantly, the children. And so I would say document everything. That's the number one thing is, like I said, I ended up having a whole book because I was literally just writing everything down. And I I was traveling to like multiple states within the course of a week. um, And I was willing to walk away from that job for my daughter because she was supposed to be coming home to live with me full time. And it was literally something where I had talked to her dad the night before I thought they were going to be headed over from Alabama. I had her enrolled in middle school. I had her enrolled in summer camp and they just didn't show up. And I was shocked and appalled at how little law enforcement, how little the court system did to help me. I thought that this would be an open and shut case when this first started. Mm -hmm. 
And that was in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had a little bit of a um, run in with the courts, family court system as well. And yeah, they Mm -hmm. don't really care about you or your kid. No, they Um, don't. Yeah. Unfortunately. Okay. So um, I'm going to switch a bit. You've, you've, been going through some challenges, it seems. And mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, you journal. I like to journal. I encourage all moms to journal. Mm-hmm. How do you take care of yourself? What do you do to make sure you stay sober and level-headed and sane? Um, as far as sobriety goes, <laughs> I guess it's a blessing and a curse that I was never terribly good at drinking. <laughs> You know, um, I would say even when I was like in college, I I was never a a big drinker. I just, I was one of those people who got sick very quickly. Like after two drinks, I'd feel like I wouldn't feel well. So I just, eventually I just quit drinking completely because I was like, why do I do this? I don't feel good. And so um, I would say that trying to find the positive in every situation, not necessarily the positive in the situation, but finding reasons to live for, especially if you find yourself... very difficult situations, whether it be as a single mother, whether it be as, you know, being in a family court situation. For me, like I've, I've found solace in fighting for family court reform, because even if I can't fix my situation, like, you know, obviously I'm fighting for family or court reform here in Texas, that's not going to help my case in Virginia. But if I can help even one family to not have to go through what I've been through, I feel extremely passionate that I've made a positive impact for other families, because even if I can't fix my situation, I hope that other people and that legislators take note of what happened and maybe we can fix this and prevent um, other children from ending up in the situation my daughter is in where she hasn't been in school in three years. She has no contact with the outside world. Help her from ending up in a situation like that. Wow. Yeah, for sure. So you take care of you by doing things that take care of others potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And of course I do things for myself too. Like, um, I'm a competitive dancer, you know, and I, I keep hobbies and, you know, I, I like to go to the gym. I, I think physical fitness for me has been a great source of, uh, you know, comfort. Um, it's just a way to kind of get your frustrations out, uh, without kind of being too cerebral and in your head. And for me, like, and and also having just a strong support system, um, a network of friends, a network of people who care about you, whether it be at your employer. Um, My past employer when I was a journalist was very supportive of my situation, you know, and I have wonderful friends who um, have had my back throughout this entire process, which admittedly has been an extremely difficult one. Yes, for sure. All right. So is there anything else you want to tell us? Um, I guess one thing is, you know, talking about journaling is I think that especially as a mother to a daughter, I, I find that so many times the stories of women kind of get lost, I think, and they have a tendency to just because, especially because women tend to be more, um, oral in nature, like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about things, but we don't necessarily write it down and, and document. And I think that's just kind of a, you know, just how maybe we're wired a little bit. And I think that like, I would have loved to have something like what I've written for my daughter and like, be able to hear about like my grandmother's journey, you know, as like an immigrant coming to this country from Japan, I think it's so important that mothers tell these stories, especially if you're the mother of a daughter, because then they can see the struggles you went through because so many times these stories get lost 
especially when, you know, solo moms, they're doing a lot of the child rearing. But if you write about what your life was like before that, you know, or during that or after that, I think that becomes a valuable, invaluable resource for your children down the road. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And tell us about the book again and how we could get a copy and also how we could get in touch with you if we want to. Um, so the book is called Impact. Uh, it's available on Amazon and um, I'm available on social media. I'm on every social platform. Um, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, things like that. My DMs are always open. Um, like I said, I'm a, a passionate family court reform advocate um, as well as somebody, you know, somebody who's like down at the Capitol regularly testifying because it's something that I do want to see. And I'm always there to support other, you know, single mothers in their journeys, especially if they're ever interested or if they're military, things like that. You know, obviously I'm a veterans advocate as well. Yes, definitely. Thank you, Cassandra Spencer. I hope you'll check out Cassandra's story, check out her book. Um, There's a, a very deep, level to her story much more than we discussed here and so i hope you will check it out and i really appreciate you cassandra for coming and talking to me today oh thank you jennifer sure open communication can go a long way in ensuring that your child is the winner in any custody battle but if you have trouble with divorce or child custody seek the advice of a qualified professional Although a lawyer may not always be the answer, it's worth the effort and cost to put your child's interests first. Don't be afraid to get the help you need. Remember, you don't have to parent alone. Hello, solo moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, My mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life. To see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one 917-994-1329 or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.